You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. This show is going to be doubly special, you guys. First of all, it's our eagerly awaited annual teacher appreciation episode. I love this episode each year. I mean, our sponsors always join with us to multiply the giving for you all exponentially and wait until you hear and see what we have in store for you this evening. Oh my gosh, it's up to over $14,000 worth of gifts and giveaways for you now. <laughs> and honestly, I I love to make every On the Right Road episode just a celebration of teachers and education. All of you educators seriously deserve the world, not just during Teacher Appreciation Day or week, but every single day. And I hope with all my heart that you feel the right road love and appreciation for you and all you do every single day. So (laughs) I hope tonight will be like a gigantic bonus blast of appreciation that you'll really be able to take with you forever. And um, plus, the second part of the specialness of tonight is my guest and the theme we're going to focus on. As part of teacher appreciation, I really, really wanted to share a show with a message that I know would be a blessing beyond measure for you guys. So I've kind of subheaded the show, The Empathy Advantage, because empathy is a key to life. And that is what my guest teaches through her extraordinary books and all of her wonderful work. Wait until you meet her, you guys. Oh, she's incredible. But before I introduce her, I'd like to share a few statistics from one of her books and the book is in t- is titled unselfie why empathetic kids succeed in our all about me world so statistic number one teens are now 40 percent lower in empathy levels than three decades ago and in the same period narcissism has increased 58 percent so just think about that gap for a minute oh my gosh number two Bullying increased a whopping 52% in just four years from 2003 to 2007. And I can only imagine what that figure is today in 2019, right? Statistic number three, a 2014 study showed that cyberbullying incidents tripled within a single year. And again, imagine five years later now how much exponentially that has grown. Number four, One in five middle school students have contemplated suicide as a solution to peer cruelty. That's 20% of our kids who are feeling that life is not worth living or too hard to live. 20% of our kids. I can't even, I can't even breathe thinking about that. Number five, a large majority of college students say cheating is necessary to get ahead and 70% admit to cheating. And that's just exemplified by this whole cheating scandal that's been in the news lately, right? And number six, primarily due to anxiety, one in five U.S. youth meet the criteria for a mental disorder. And I'm going to quote here from Michelle's book, quote, as anxiety increases, empathy wanes. 
it's hard to feel for others when you're in a survival mode. And that's the state of far too many of our children. It's creating a so-called empathy gap. And while we may be producing a tech-smart generation of young people, today's kids are also the most self-centered, saddest, and stressed on record, end quote. And here's the thing, you guys. Bringing up a generation of caring, happy, and successful kids is going to require a shift on all of our parts in how we raise our kids and how we teach. And my guest and her her just amazing work, she has a wealth of knowledge on this whole topic of empathy to help us all apply really the best proven methods of parenting and teaching to really address this lack of empathy epidemic affecting all areas of our lives, our children's lives, and our whole world. So tonight is big and important for a whole lot of reasons. And now before I start, I share more about all we've got planned here for you this evening, I want to follow through on our Right Road Kids 27th anniversary celebration promise that I made to you earlier this week. April 29th was actually Right Road Kids 27th anniversary. And in case you're not familiar, Right Road Kids is the nonprofit that I founded 27 years ago after being threatened by a young teenage boy during the 1992 LA riots. And on the right road, this show was really born out of all of our work with and for kids, teachers, and classrooms. So in honor of Right Road Kids' 27th anniversary, I drew seven names, and I I mentioned this on our Facebook page that I was going to do this. I drew seven names from all of you amazing Right Road teacher friends signed up with us on our website at rightroadkids.org. And I'm going to share the seven names now. And if you hear your name and respond by sending me a quick private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, letting me know that you heard it, you will receive a $500 retail value Nair School Supply gift pack. So here are the seven names. Drum roll, right? First of all, Kim Thunhurst from Harding Elementary in Hammond, Indiana. Brandy Meyer from Abney Elementary in Slidell, Louisiana. Jill Fluke from Palm Harbor University High School in Palm Harbor, Florida. Janet Skidmore from Lawrence Middle School in Chatsworth, California. Dan Rangel from Washington Elementary in Sunnyside, Washington. Lee Wentz from Straub Elementary in Maysville, Kentucky. And Katie Flynn from Eagle Ridge Middle School in Savage, Minnesota. And you guys, welcome to each and every one of you listening. I am just so thrilled you're here with me. And I pray that tonight's program will be a huge blessing for you and that you'll just feel a mountain of love and support and appreciation through each and every word. And guess what time it is now, you guys? I've got my this evening's first On the Right Road Facebook giveaway. As usual, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon. So you guys, make sure to check for that exciting post. I usually post it around 3.30 p.m. Pacific, and we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their home addresses the week of May 20th. And here's the scoop. This is an important note. Because some schools are already starting to wrap up the school year next week, we are now already in summertime gift delivery mode. While we you know, usually mail to teachers at their schools during the school year, over the summer and even starting now leading up to the summer, we ship to teachers at their home addresses so gifts don't get lost in the mail or in school offices you know, while campuses are closed. And you guys, once we make the shift 
from school to home delivery, we do it for all. So we don't do part to school and part to at home. They all are going to go home from now through the end of the school, or through, from now through the end of the summer. Okay. So for for this show tonight and all the giveaways we're going to have, make sure to check tomorrow's recipient announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, so you know how to respond if you're a recipient. And there are going to be approximately 200 or more recipients from tonight's live and pre-show giving alone. So here's tonight's first giveaway, you guys. Ah! It's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, for those of you who may be new to On the Right Road, I want to make sure that you understand our code word for tonight, okay? For each show, we have a code word. Tonight's code word is the word empathy, okay? So what you're going to do is just have our Right Road Kids Facebook page up and ready, okay? Each giveaway as it comes is going to pop right up there as I share about it. But in addition to the simple entry guidelines that are in the giveaway post, you also need to type in the code word empathy because that officially lets us know that you're listening tonight and that officially enters you. Okay, easy as pie. So just type that in for each giveaway that you enter tonight. So this first giveaway, like all the giveaways tonight are going to be, it's just amazingly awesome. We want to show you huge appreciation for all you do every day. So I have... 10 seat sack class pack gift sets each has 25 items and I have one set of the original seat sacks one set of handy sacks one set of read and go book bags and seven sets of pencil pouches and the four different kinds of products will all be pictured in the giveaway picture on our right road kids Facebook page the quality of each and every item is amazing oh my gosh they're crafted from this sturdy like long-lasting canvas material that's wonderful so there will be 10 teacher recipients and each will receive one of the amazing seat sack class sets so to enter like i said just go to our right road kids facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post and remember to type tonight's code word empathy as part of your entry comment okay it should be up for you right now okay and this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show till 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 eastern tonight and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our right road kids facebook page tomorrow Tons of thanks, you guys, to SeatSack and my wonderful friend there, Michelle Holder, for helping to make this giveaway possible. SeatSack is donating three of the class packs and giving us a ridiculously amazing price on the other seven. And this first giveaway tonight is worth approximately $1,400 in retail value. And it's just the start of the many awesome teacher appreciation giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready, okay? Uh, And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, May 5th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Now, you guys, I get to introduce you all to my extraordinary guest. Her name is Dr. Michelle Borba. Michelle is an internationally renowned educator and award-winning author of 24 books, which have been translated into 18 languages. She's a parenting, child, and bullying expert, recognized for her solution-based strategies to strengthen children's behavior and character, reduce peer cruelty, and build strong families and school environments. And Michelle is an NBC contributor who has appeared on the Today Show over 150 times. She's been featured on countless other shows as well, including Dr. Phil, 
Dateline, NBC Nightly News, Anderson Cooper 360, and The View. Her most recent book that I mentioned before, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World, is the epic work we're going to focus on here during this evening's show. Over her distinguished career to date, she's worked with over one million parents and educators worldwide. And I, I feel like we hit a windfall again here on the right road with Michelle's presence. I'm just absolutely thrilled to introduce you all to Michelle Borba. Welcome to On the Right Road, Michelle. Oh, Paula, I am so excited to be here and talking to you. I This is a topic, obviously, that's near and dear to my heart and soul, but you are just a joy and a half. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. And and Michelle travels all around the world, so for her to be able to make the time tonight is just such a blessing for all of us. So I'm going to dive right in here, Michelle, okay? Because we've got so much to talk about. So first of all, let's quickly define what is empathy. Oh, Empathy is absolutely this miraculous quality that our children are hardwired at birth for. It's feeling with another person. It's not sympathy. That's I feel for you. Empathy is I feel with you. And when you feel with someone, oh, my gosh, this miracle of trajectory, it is more likely to be not only a healthier, happier kid, but there's the hope we have for peace. There's the hope for just a world that's just a better, wonderful place where kids all learn to get along. I think the seeds for it all start with empathy. Well, and I agree. I had a situation, a very rough situation this past week, and I know that the other party was not feeling empathy in the least. It was like a, I was looking at a brick wall and even talking to somebody in that situation. Yeah. It's like it cuts it off. So I hear you. So, Michelle, why is empathy such an important touchstone in your life and teaching? And, and really, why should it be so important to everyone? In your, well, for in me, your it started, yeah, for years I was a teacher. I started out in special education, and along the way I got my doctorate in psychology and started studying violence and school shooters. What ah. happened was I wrote a bill, and it's always been a child, Paula, who has changed the trajectory of my life, and I, I know a lot of your teachers will feel the same way. I wrote yes. a bill on how to stop school shootings. I had just presented it to the Senate chambers. It actually passed. But I walked out to get to the hallway, was just hyperventilating. I was so nervous because I was so concerned about what was going on with kids. And all of a sudden, I heard this clinking sound. And it was a child, about 15 years of age, if you can imagine, walking down the corridor of the Senate chambers. And I, I couldn't figure out why he was there. But he walks right by me, looks me square in the eye, and goes, great speech, lady. Now, (laughs) when a 15-year-old says that to you, I said, wait a minute, get over here. What are you doing here? And he says, don't worry, I'm working on some service hours. And I went, okay, righty then. But what did you like about what I said? Quote, unquote, he changed my life. He said, it was all the stuff you talked about teaching kids how to care. Because that's the stuff everybody's forgetting to do. So don't stop giving that speech, lady, because kids need to know how to care. He turns and he stops walking away. He turns back and he goes, Please don't ever stop giving that speech. It would have kept my brother out of jail. Well, there it was. He changed my whole life. I went home, and he was absolutely right. When I started studying goodness, I realized that's the best hope we have as the antidote to bullying and cruelty, to racism, to hate, to helping kids learn to get along, and the best thing is teachable. Well, and oh, my gosh. And there's a quote in your book that really explains why This is the case. And the quote says, when we focus on ourselves, our world contracts as our problems and preoccupations loom large. But when we focus on others, our world expands. 
I mean, just that yeah. sentence right there. Oh, my gosh. So you actually call having empathy the, quote, empathy advantage in life. And so in a nutshell, what does that mean? And why is, you know, the, the advantage empathy gives kids and, well, all of us, really, what is it? When I talk to parents, any parent around the world, I ask, what do you most want for your child? And they want a healthy, happy kid. Obviously, they want them successful, but they want a healthy, happy child. Now, when we look at all the research out there, what really creates a healthy, happy child, a mentally healthy child, number one, we now know has empathy because relationships are what create health. Relationships that are healthy also reduce depression. They open up our children's hearts. This number two is, okay, you want a kid who's going to be employed, the top employability right now around the world. I just came back from the Middle East. They're now implementing empathy, can you imagine, across the UAE because they realize it's so critical. If you want a child to be able to feel with another human being who's going to be able to step up to the plate, who's going to say, I can make a difference in the world, that's a passionate child. Not a child who's going to win the Nobel Peace Prize, but a child who wants to make a difference. They're healthier. They're happier. It is not a soft and fluffy skill. Empathy gives your child an enormous advantage. Oh, my gosh. And here's the the crux of the question in today's world. Why does empathy seem to be declining? I mean, I read in your book that... And I'm going to quote again here, the foundation for empathy is face-to-face human connection. So it really seems to me that this decline in empathy has a direct correlation to, you know, our overly hectic and busy and distraction-filled life coupled with our, you know, plugged-in technology-based world. Is that correct? Yes. What I looked at was I looked at the stats that empathy is dipping. By the way, it is dipping faster in countries around the world that are more affluent and more technologically driven. Both yes, of that makes sense. Perfect sense. People. Yeah. Yes. So the second thing is, where, where did empathy start to really take a nosedive in the United States? Around the year 2000, an even faster dip around the year 2007, which is really when the smartphone came in. When we yes. talk to today's middle school kids, they say they're more comfortable texting than talking. So that's yes. one thing. Uh, we got to look at, yes, we're losing face-to-face connection, but Paula, it isn't just technology. We're also not prioritizing kindness and caring. I mean, when's the last time you saw a bumper sticker on the back of a parent's car that said, proud parent of a kind kid? It's kind of in dormant mode. We need to really take it up. It also breeds in a caring, civilized kind of a culture. That's why schools can make a difference. That's why neighborhoods can make a difference. And it's why it's kind of nose-diving right now in countries, particularly ours right now, that civility is kind of taking that downward spiral You learn empathy also not from a worksheet, but by seeing it in action. So if we adults don't take up to the plate and start modeling it, our children aren't going to be catching it. Well, and here's an interesting question that just popped into my mind. Related to all this and with our teacher appreciation focus this evening, it seems like, you know, when we're talking about empathy... And this might seem backwards, what I'm going to say, but it seems like self-care first is a key. I mean, is being able to love yourself and feel all you really feel an important precursor to empathy? Does that make sense? It's like you have... Well, yes, because, yeah, you have to have... There's so many precursors to it, but it doesn't mean we don't have to cultivate it. Let's look at, for instance, I this week I was working in uh, Portland, Oregon with foster youth and the homeless children. Okay. And to say, why aren't you be more empathetic is just, oh, my gosh. They first need to feel safe. Yeah, right. They need to feel a sense of trust. 
They need to feel secure, and that all creates that feeling of self-passion. You need to also feel like I'm a person that matters or I can do this. But let's not shoot self-esteem that it's all about let's making our kids feel good. The best way to make your child feel good is to realize they can make a difference in the world and reach out to somebody else. It's a we world. So it's it's scaffolds. There's so many things we can do. It's not a quick fix. But if we all put this on the plate of we can do this, we intentionally can cultivate empathy, and we do it in day-to-day little moments of just how we model it, how we prioritize it, how we address our children, how we put down our cell phones and talk to kids face-to-face. Yes. The easiest thing I tell kids is always look at the color of the talker's eyes. And oh, I had a group good. of teenage girls look at me like, oh, my gosh, that's the smartest thing anybody told us. Because we're always looking down, not up. That's what we need to do. Simple right. little things can make a difference. Well, and it's like you mentioned earlier on that that empathy is kind of part of our DNA. But it sounds like you're saying that it's not only what you're born with, because some people are clearly born with more empathy and some people with less empathy. We're all different, right? We all have different genes, different DNA. But it sounds like it's a combination of what you're born with, but also that it can really be cultivated, right? Yes. And I think that's the piece that is so essential for particularly a parent to think about, because they think, oh my gosh, this is locked into genetics and I can't make a difference on my child, or it's a girl thing or it's a boy thing, or Mm -hmm. it's an IQ thing, or it's a, it's a, you know, it could be a, a thing of how much income we have. No, every child and us included, by the way, empathy building is a womb to tomb scenario. So we ourselves as adults need to know, we need to continue to build on our own empathy. Number two, it, it lies, on a, 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 a lies on a spectrum from zero, which would be Hannibal Lecter, to six, which would be Mother Teresa. Where right. our goal is, most of us aren't going to be Hannibal Lecters and Mother Teresas, but everyone along the way, you can stretch it. And you continue to stretch it with the kind of experiences you have. We can talk a lot more about that because there's a lot of simple things you can do. But the first step to realize is, you can cultivate it. It is never too late. For anybody who says, oh, my gosh, I got a teen, so what? It's never too late. At times, your empathy will go down a little lower, but it still means you can still cultivate it and raise it up higher, and that's our job as parents and teachers to raise up a strong generation of kids. Yes, and I think this topic is just just that word empathy is a key word like we've been saying in our world, and we've got to address this. We've got to shift our parenting and our teaching to somehow instill this back into our our, our kids and our, our lives and our world. Oh, my gosh, this is so wonderful, Michelle. Now, here's something related that's a key question. You share things in your book, again, like spanking and yelling and timeouts can actually squelch empathy. And you also share that, Uh on the other hand, you know, lavish praise can get kids locked in that selfie mode. You know, why is that in both cases? And what's the happy medium? This is this is so significant in my mind. What's the happy medium as parents and educators and connecting with and communicating with our kids so they can really learn and internalize empathy? There's got to be a happy medium. Yeah, there is always a happy medium, and the happy medium is always balanced. If there's anything that I could tell a parent is, it's all about a balancing act and looking and empathizing with your child of what does your child need to be the best human being he or she could be, not basing it on the other brother or other sister because every kid's got their own little uniqueness. But I looked at when I was writing on selfie only the best of the best research. And let's look at discipline for just a minute. 
because that's a great question. Martin yes. Hoffman, for 40 years, has been looking at kids who are not only well-behaved, but also empathetic. And he looked at how we raise them, and we discovered that the worst thing we do is the spanking or shame, because that actually reduces it. So shame-based discipline reduces it. What instills it? He says the best thing is a parent who uses inductive discipline. If you're going to use one little technique, add this to your parenting plate, because teachers can do the same thing. Inductive discipline is the moment your child crosses the line and does anything that isn't a good character trait, isn't kind, isn't caring, isn't respectful, anything, you immediately pull them on the pog and say, hey, I'm disappointed in that behavior. That was, and name the character trait, uncaring. Then say why. Did you notice what you just did to your friend? And take a moment to now say, how would your friend feel if you just pulled that from her? Or how, what does you think she needs in order to feel better? If your child is egocentric, you go lower. How would you feel if that happened to you? What would right. you need in order to feel better? And then you ask the key question, so what are you going to do differently next time? What will oh. happen is if you continue to use that reframe, you're calm and you're cool, you'll actually instill stronger conscience in your child. You'll be doing something brilliant. You'll be taking your values and planting them in your kid, and that's exactly what you want. Someday your kid act right without you. And your child will be able to realize that his behavior impacts another human being. How would you feel and what do you need are great questions. I love this because you're not just putting a kid on a step saying sit there for 10 minutes. You're addressing it yeah. immediately, right? Or, or in the corner, like in Little House in the Prairie, Willie always used to be in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, well, I love this, Michelle. So you know what, Paula? You oh, can always do the, the timeout. You can always do it. That's fine because that'll get you calm for a minute. But right. Most of the research is saying the danger we're doing is at the end of timeout. And that is calmly pulling the kid over and goes, okay, so what, let's talk about it. What did you do wrong? What you're going to do differently the next time in order to make it right. That's what discipline is all about. Stretching yes. your child up a level so they don't repeat the bad behavior again and instill the good behavior. Oh, and that, that's, that, like you said, that goes for parenting or teaching or, you know, any educator situation because we've got these things, hap- issues happening all the time in schools. Oh, my gosh, this is perfect. So, oh, my God, you, have, you share in your book that empathetic children – use nine essential habits to help them navigate what you call the emotional minefields and ethical challenges that they'll inevitably, will all inevitably face throughout our life, right? So what I'd like yes. to briefly do, Michelle, and we could talk about this for hours, but I'd like yeah. to touch upon as many as we can here and what I'm going to call sort of a lightning round. So I'll share okay. as many as I, we have time for here, and then in about 15 seconds, literally like a sentence or two, could you let us know what they mean? In layman's terms. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. I can okay. do that. Can we just do one thing as a yeah. cursor so that anybody understands, because this is your teaching tool or your parenting tool the rest of your life. We can cultivate empathy, but it's also made up of nine essential competencies. So this is your parenting teacher plan from, from birth till 18 when they graduate, and all of them can be instilled daily. Don't cost a dime, and it's not an app. Go, Paula, ask. I love this. So number one, emotional literacy. You have to be able to recognize and understand the feelings and needs of others. So how would you feel if that happened to you? But it's also looking at somebody and going, how does she feel? Happy, sad, angry, mad. Emotional literacy is the rudder that pushes you to empathy because you can't empathize unless you can identify feelings in someone else. 
Perfect. Number two, moral identity. You adopt caring values. People who are empathetic are more likely to step in and do the right thing, to be compassionate, to be caring. If you know what you stand for, if you have a caring mindset, I'm a caring person, you are more likely to be empathetic, and that is the rudder that pushes you ahead. That's your values planted inside your child's head, and that's moral identity. I love it. Number three, perspective talking. Perspective is taking, that is the cognitive side of empathy. That's the top employability factor that's Harvard right now. And that's the ability to step and understand where somebody's coming from. And I love this. You tell your child, you don't have to agree with them, but stop a minute and try to figure out where they're coming from. If we can do that, we have, there goes dissension, there goes peace up a level. It's all about trying to understand the other person's point of view. This is awesome. Number four, moral imagination. I, this is my favorite. As a teacher and as a parent, what they've discovered from NYU is that the right films, the right books, the right um, images can actually elevate your empathy and uh, activate your heart. And anybody wow. who's ever read Charlotte's Web or you watch Dunkirk and you pull aside the tears, that's because it's empathy-driven. If we read the right books to kids, it is one of the fastest ways to not only raise smarter kids, but also more empathetic children. Oh, my gosh. That light bulb moment right there. That, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so now, here's what I want to ask, because all nine of them are, oh, my, the book is just unbelievable. Every word is a light bulb moment. So what I'm wondering, Michelle, is how can parents and teachers best approach teaching this, you know, this whole empathy learning process, those nine habits, in a way that isn't overwhelming? I mean, can it be done, yeah. looking yes. specifically at teachers right now, can it be done focusing on one of the nine special essential empathy habits with their kids, like once each one for each month of the school year? Would Is that a good you way to could. look at it? You could, or some teachers are doing that. The best way to teach any of the nine habits, uh, self-regulation was the next one, practicing kindness, collaboration, the moral courage, and then compassionate leadership ability. So those are all the nine. But I also tell teachers, when you start, you may want to teach one a month. But pretty soon what you're going to discover is the best way to teach any of these is weave them in to what you're already teaching. You're already talking about Japanese-American internment camps. What's a fabulous way to be able to talk about perspective-taking? Get into their shoes. How would you feel if that happened to you? Right. Any teacher who is reading any book, To Kill a Mockingbird, wonder. What is the favorite book across the country right now of children? Wonder. Why? Because it helps you journey into another world. So read those emotionally impacted books, but always take a moment to say, all right, now let's talk about the um, about." each one of the characters. Let's take from their point of view. The coolest thing I ever saw was a teacher who cut out shoes. She was teaching Romeo and Juliet. Cut out paper shoes of each character. You take the regular test. Now come up to the front of the room and step on each shoe. You're on Romeo. Now go to that shoe. But as you step onto each shoe's character, tell me where they were coming from. You really got perspective. So here's this ninth grader stepping onto Romeo, stepping onto Juliet stepping onto that character of that family, stepping onto that family, the teacher knew that kid got the A+, plus because not only did he get all of the multiple test rows right, but he could tell you where each character was coming from. That's empathy-driven. 
Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about this all so much more. I have so many questions, so many more questions. My mind is just spinning. And and I really want to dive into some important specifics of how parents and teachers, you know, more specifics of how they can really cultivate empathy in their kids. But first, I have another awesome related giveaway for you teachers. And this one is in your honor, Michelle. It's open to all educators, of course, in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. Michelle's Unselfie book is really, uh, it's a must read for every parent and educators. And I am so thrilled to share that I have 10 Amazon gift cards so that 10 of you can purchase a copy. It's on sale right now at Amazon, I think for under 10 bucks. And honestly, like I said, I think every teacher and parent in the country should read this. So I have 10 $10 Amazon gift cards. So 10 of you can buy one. And I'm even adding four $25 Amazon gift card drawings too. So four of you will be able to purchase some extra books as well for your students in the classroom as well. So there will be 14 educator recipients 10 will receive an Amazon gift card to purchase Michelle's Unselfie book, and four will receive a $25 gift card to purchase that book and several more to their liking, okay? So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. I think it popped up right this second. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word empathy. Even if you included it in the earlier giveaway, always type that in. That officially enters you, okay? So this um, this one is going to be open until, let's see, I got to see, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids, or is it 14, Marcy? I think it might be four. It's 14. We'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Hey, great big thanks to the Southern California DCH Honda, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, and Audi car dealerships and their support companies for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. So what I'm wondering is, Michelle, what are a few ways that parents can cultivate empathy in their children? This is the crux of the matter. Let's really dive into the nuts and bolts. Let's start with parents, and then we'll talk about teachers. All right. Number one, parents, is added to your parenting plate. It isn't difficult. It's just say, I'm going to look for intentional ways to tune it up in my child. Step number one, though, is tune it up in yourself. Ask yourself every night before before you go to bed, if my child had only my behavior to watch, what would he have caught today? Empathy is always caught. So tune it up so your child can see it. Go to the library. In the back of of Unselfie, you'll find lists of fabulous children's literature selections that are empathy-driven, or go to your children's reference librarian, they're a goldmine, and say, what are some great books that I can read out loud to my child about empathy? Uh, Number one, too, is children are more, we really want to make sure that they're more we-driven than me-driven. So one other thing you may want to do is expose your children to differences and expose them earlier to differences. For instance, maybe take them to a museum so they're exposed to a, a different uh, different nation. Look through books and make sure that they're exposing them to diversity. Are your friends diverse? Are your child's friends diverse? Why? Because you're more likely to empathize with those like you, your gender, your age, your income. Start upping it so that your child exposed to others. Talk about caring and why it's so critical. Talk about why it matters to you, and don't just use it as a 6 o'clock lecture, but ongoing. Point it out. Oh, my gosh, did you see how kind and caring she was? Oh, did you see the impact of her friend? Look at her smile. Just because she went over and gave her a hug, when kids know the impact of what empathy is all about, they're more likely to just adopt it into themselves and want to reach out and do it towards others. 
The final thing is I would strongly suggest put your cell phone down or find some sacred unplugged times when you are with your child. Because the more you're talking face-to-face connection, the more you're looking at one another. And don't think that this is something you talk about and begin at elementary age. You can do this starting at age one. Look at the child in the eye. Look at him back. Talk face-to-face. And talk also feelings far more. Oh, look at mommy's face. Is mommy, what does she look like? Is she mad or is she angry? Uh, look at those books like when Sally gets mad, really, really mad, and make your face look like that. Because our children who have stronger emotional literacy or able to point out emotions in others have the seeds for empathy because you have to be able to see it, read it, and four, you can go up and go, how are you feeling? What can I do? And I guess that's the final thing is, please make sure that you also teach your child what can you do. If your friend feels sad, what are some things you could do? Model it with your child. Because many kids come up to me and go, I know my friend looks sad, but I didn't know how to make her feel better. If we talk about that, it helps our children become more empathetic. Well, and I think that a lot of those things you just shared are things that teachers can build into the classroom too, right? I mean, it really, it goes hand in hand. Because teachers are so often second parents anyway in this day and age, right? Oh, absolutely. Some wonderful things. First of all, teachers standing at the door and greeting every child when they come in. Most teachers do that anyway. But we know is that not only does it well new research, make better behaved kids, but it also models to a child what caring looks like. Many teachers are also doing a one-minute check-in. While that, while they're taking roll or taking the milk count, they're asking kids, turn to your partner just the kids sitting next to you, and maybe every week you have a new partner, how are they feeling? Or what's the best thing that happened to them? So you're caring and you're connecting with one another. Many teachers are also teaching that, always look at the color of the talker's eye rule, or they're teaching kids how to be deeper listeners, so that at the end of any time you finish your lecture, it could be every five minutes, or it could be at the end of every half an hour, or maybe an hour, turn to your partner, and in solar formation, sit square, Be open to your partner, that's the O, lean in, that's the L, lean in so you listen a little carefully, look eye to eye, that's the E, and R is review the single most important thing that you just heard me say in my lecture that's probably going to be on the test tomorrow or on June and compare notes with each other. Not only are you going to get your test scores up, but you're going to be teaching kids how to be more empathetic and how to listen to one another. Oh my gosh, more light bulb moments. And these are all things yeah, that can just be, they're not, extra, like, they can just be incorporated into the everyday. So teachers don't have to feel like, oh, my gosh, I have this dumped on my plate. Now I've got to teach this. It's just, inc- and then it, it, I talk about this quite often. When you're, when you're focusing on something really good, the learning is just exponential. You know, even though well, you take extra time to do this, it helps with the entire learning process for the entire classroom. Oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So Paula, it sounds, the number one oh, go ahead. reason, yeah. No, I'm just, yes, 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 my head's nodding up and down. The number one reason why schools are adopting empathy across the country right now is that it makes more engaged learners. A kid is in a classroom who feels like they're included, inclusiveness, they feel cared about, they feel engaged, are going to be retaining that information a lot more. It's why social-emotional learning is so huge, but I can't tell you how many schools have adopted this. It became the, the number one trend last year. They knew that kids need empathy, but teachers finally realized it's not a one-time lesson. It's simple little, any one of those practices that I just said, 
They do them ongoing every single day, and they become habits. Because new habits take a minimum of 21 days of repetition. So don't just do it one time, mom or dad. Don't just do it one time, teacher. Do it every day, a minute a day for at least 21 days, and you'll have a kid being able to do it without you, and that's how you raise empathetic kids. Well, and through all of this that we're talking about tonight, you know, sometimes the world can seem very overwhelming. And you, you like those statistics I shared at the beginning, the gaps that are mm-hmm. just there. But from everything that you're sharing, Michelle, it really seems like there is hope for this, right? Oh, there is. There is so much hope because the best part of my job, Paula, is I get to go in and out of classrooms all over the world. And I can walk into a classroom and I literally, there are some cases, I literally have to sit down because I'm so overwhelmed with the power of what that teacher has done to create an empathetic classroom. I was in Armenia. The entire country of Armenia is mandating that all children learn chess starting at the second grade because they want kids who are sharp, but also kids who have character. So I go into Armenia. I don't speak Armenian. Within seconds, I'm watching kids with chess and I'm going, oh my gosh, is this brilliant. What that's happening is the kids are learning perspective taking. They're learning to gauge the other kid whether or not their partner knows whether or not to move that chess piece by reading emotional literacy, taking perspective taking, and their empathy scores are going up with the kids. Yes, they're also smarter because their chess is fairly highly correlated with math scores going up, but that's what they're doing, and it's brilliant. Simple little things I wrote up in on Selfie, and I'm just blown away by the power of teachers. Oh, well, uh, we've just scratched the surface here. I mean, we could go, this could be a five-hour show. This is just so, there are so many, I mean, in your book, there are so many nuances you address and tools you share. And I mean, every word is like a gem. I mean, and it's just one of your amazing books. Thank you. Well, and I I know you have study guides as well. And you speak, like you said, you share around the globe. So I want to make sure everybody knows how can they connect with you to purchase your books, you know, and regarding all you oh. have to offer, Michelle, because you're clearly an expert that the world needs in, in this whole topic. How can they connect with you? Oh, thank you for that. The easiest way, if you really want to go one step more with empathy, is go to my website, michelleborba.com. I'm a 1L girl. So, Michelle Borba, all you have to do is just get to the homepage, and you will literally find a free educational guide, a PDF, just just start printing it out, and it's called Empathy Education. You'll also find awesome. two book discussion guides, one for parents and one for teachers. And what's happening is there are now community book club guides that are going all across the country right now where an entire community is reading on selfie. Teachers, parents, bank members, real estate, they're all reading it together, and it's making a major difference. So uh, my Twitter account is at Michelle Borba. Instagram is, is Dr. Michelle Borba. I love y'all, and I'll just follow you right back because we're all in this one mission together, and that's raising good kids. Absolutely. And again, Michelle's name has one one L. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-O-R-B-A. So if you Google her, uh, you know, her website should come right up, or Michelle Borberg website. And I just, I can't say, you know, I know she's got so many books. I've just been introduced to her through this Unselfie book. And the few dollars that it costs, I tell you, this is this is generation changing. It's addressing something that we as a country have to address, our world have to address. And it's and it's so simple, the things that, you know, oh my gosh, you guys all got to go out and get it. So Michelle, just in like a minute here, 
I, like I said, I wish we could talk for five hours, but we just have Aww. a few minutes left. And I want to make sure to get all the other surprises I promised for teacher appreciation for all the teachers. So what final message would you like to share just in a minute or so with all of our amazing Right Road friends listening here with us this evening? I think the bottom line is also that empathy is the core trait that every child worldwide needs right now. It is yes. a 21st century world. It is a we world, not a me world, and we have all got to step up to the plate. There's three kinds of empathy. One is that you can feel it, and sometimes you'll see that in your child as they wipe away the tears. That's affective. But the other kind is cognitive. Some kids, you'll see them be a little more sensitive, a little more tuning in. They're trying to understand where the other person's going. But the final thing we're trying to do is the compassion piece. That's empathy and action. It doesn't make any difference if you understand and you can feel it. Well, we want kids is to step up and do it. And we can teach that. You get to habit eight and habit nine, and that's going to teach them the skills of being an altruistic leader and a really courageous child. And I think that is the best hope we have. Seriously, Paula, I am convinced the best hope we have in the world right now lies in children. And that's where we put our time and energy because that's who's going to make the world a better place. Absolutely. And, and teachers, so educators so often are those second parents in our kids' lives for so many reasons these days. Um, and, and I feel like all of us, parents, teachers, even if we're a neighbor, we all can be of support to this. I don't even know what the word is. It's almost like a revolution. We need to have an empathy revolution happen. And if we each just incorporate it every day, I f- this can change the world. I mean, overnight, we can do this, you guys. And, you know, speaking of teacher appreciation, we just have to give all the props and the kudos in the world to our educators who are trying to figure all this out. I feel like what we've shared here tonight is a foundation for help with something that they need they need support with and I'm just I'm so glad that you were here with me Michelle I mean with all of us you're you're an extraordinary blessing and I know that everything you shared here is just going to be a lasting blessing for educators for parents for all of us around the country so thank you so 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 much from the bottom of my heart Michelle you're you are amazing Paula thank you it's been an honor together we're going to do it absolutely oh my gosh and speaking of together I always like to give huge thanks and kudos to our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Productions, Right Road Kids, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and all of their support companies, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And a huge reminder, you guys, to mark your calendar for Sunday, June 2nd. That's the next Live on the Right Road show date, and it's going to be our huge, always anticipated annual summer kickoff on the Right Road show. Woo! (laughs) And you guys, guess what? I have a gigantic bonus giveaway for you all this evening. I have five of the amazing $700 portable desks that have been available through Nair recently. I did a quick poll on Facebook and hundreds of you responded that you'd love one as a flexible seating option for your classrooms. So I purchased five of them. This is going to be one of our On the Right Road email giveaways. So if you would like one of the awesome portable desks, email me at Paula. 
That's my typical email that if you're signed up with us on our, you know, our Right Road Kids website, my emails always come from that email address. It's H-E-Y-Paula at rightroadkids.org. Again, that's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org. Just jot portable desk in the subject line, okay? And then in the body of the email, just include your school, city, and state so we know you're an educator. That makes sense, right? And include your home address in the body of the email too because remember we're now in summertime home gift delivery mode. We typically don't ask for home addresses, but from now through the summer, it's too complicated. Too many schools are closed. Things are going to get lost in the mail. So, and I'll repeat that in just a second, but guess what, you guys? I am going to add two more of the awesome $500 retail value NAIR school supply gift packs to this bonus giving fund. Plus, drum roll, I have a $20 school supply gift pack with wonderful school supplies from NAIR for every U.S. educator who has never received a Right Road gift before. So if you're an educator in the United States listening right now and you have never received a Right Road gift before, whether from the On the Right Road radio show, from our Right Road Kids Facebook page, our Right Road Take 5 video series, our website giftings, or any other Right Road opportunities yet to date, just jot never received Right Road gift somewhere in the body of your email. Okay? And again... For all of this giving fun, for the $700 portable desks, for the $500 retail NAIR school supply gift packs, and for this never received gift, just email me at heypaula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. Just jot, to keep it easy, portable desk in the subject line so I can recognize it right away. And then again, in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so we know you're an educator. And include your home address in the body of the email. That's it. This will be open until 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the five portable desk recipients and the two $500 gift pack recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon. And each teacher who has never received a gift before and lets me know as part of this opportunity in their email by 8 p.m. Pacific tonight will receive a $20 school supply gift pack as long as your email includes the info I just shared. Okay, so um, um, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll repost the listen link about 30 minutes after the live show tonight in case you need to hear any of these entry details again because I know I went really fast through it, okay? So I hope that makes sense. You guys, don't worry if you missed anything. The link will be up so you can tune right into that part again if you need to. Huge thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams Realty and her amazing and joy-filled life book for helping to make this gigantic giveaway possible. And as I always like to do, you guys, I have a couple of nuggets from my heart that I'd like to close with tonight that you can take with you into the rest of the school year and into the rest of the whole year. Number one, like we touched upon briefly this evening, it is so important to remember that as technology keeps zooming ahead by leaps and bounds every day, sometimes making things more efficient and wonderful, right? (laughs) But what's important to remember is that technology is no substitute for face-to-face interaction with each other. I, I think of this show and how eternally grateful I am that through technology, we're able to share this very special Right Road Hour together. It is so important and special, and it wouldn't be possible without technology. But 
this hour together then needs to be coupled with personal interaction with each other, with our friends, with our family, with our children. I, I know we all talk about this, how when you look around, families at restaurants, people at airports, people walking down the street, for heaven's sakes, they're all on their phones. They're missing the beauty of the world right around them. They're missing out on the opportunities to share empathy and love and moments with loved ones right next to them. We've got to nip this in the bud before the next generation of kids becomes parents, or then what? It's going to be so far detached. We've got to address this now. We need to give ourselves a daily conscious reminder to not get lost in technology and to live in realness and love and empathy because what we we do, what we do as parents and educators is going to be a lasting, lifelong model for our kids. And number two, my second nugget, Educators, teachers, you are appreciated, you are special, and you are loved. And I hope with all my heart that you feel all of this, not just on Teacher Teacher Appreciation Weekend or on Teacher Appreciation Day, but every day for everything you do to uplift kids on the right road. I hope you feel that love and appreciation flowing from right road every day in some way. I hope with all my heart that this hour has been a wonderful blessing for you. I hope that you just hold every ounce of appreciation flowing through the airwaves here tonight for you, close to your heart and soul forever. And speaking of empathy and appreciation for all of you amazing Right Road teacher friends, I want to make sure to make time to share tonight's third On the Right Road Facebook giveaway. Remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And again, because we're in summertime gift delivery mode, Each recipient will need to connect with us in order to receive their gift. And that will be clearly shared in the announcement post. So don't worry, okay? So this third giveaway tonight on Facebook is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. This is so awesome. I have 12 scotch thermal laminators so there will be 12 teacher recipients and each will receive one of the laminators these things are like classroom gold right so to enter just go to our right road kids facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post remember to type in tonight's code word empathy as part of your entry comment okay even if you included it in tonight's other giveaways Type empathy because that officially enters you, okay? Remember, um, we actually pre-scheduled our giveaway post tonight. So this one's going to pop up right at 5.56 p.m. Pacific, 8.56 Eastern. And that sh- it should be up right now. And it'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce those 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Mountains of thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this amazing giveaway possible. And once again, you guys, huge thanks to Michelle Borba for being my extraordinary guest this evening. Of course, Jumbo, thanks to Marcy for providing all of the behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Aaron, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you, all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends and family, this episode, of course, will be available to listen to or download for free. And like I mentioned a minute ago, in case you missed the bonus giveaway information for the wonderful classroom desks and $500 Nair uh, school supply gift packs 
or if you'd like to share it with your teacher friends because there is no limit to how many of the never received a right road gift before $20 gift packs will send as part of this live show. What I'll do is I'll actually post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here. So you can listen for that info again if you didn't have a pencil and paper at the time, okay? And, of course, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway for this episode. That will be on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway, okay? And remember that the next next live on the Right Road show will be right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, June 2nd. In between our Live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, June 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, be that daily, positive, bold, empathetic, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your kids and students a life filled with empathy and appreciation and love and joy. I love you all. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.